Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The Bucks finally opened their 2019 preseason under new coach Bruce Arians tonight at Pittsburgh. Which players won't be making the trip? Who needs to have a good performance tonight? And how long will the starters play? We're breaking down the Bucks and Steelers, a preview of that game and what we've learned in training camp with my colleague Eduardo Encina, the Tampa Bay Times, on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Versnick. Hey, if you've got a business and you'd like to sponsor a portion of this podcast, we've got lots of great ways you can do that. Our advertisers are showing some great success, and you will too. So for information, here's what you do. Contact us now on Twitter at SportsDayTB, or you can reach me on Twitter at NFL Stroud, or my email address is rstroud at tampabay.com. Hey, we'd love to have you be part of our team. All right, I'm here with my buddy cop, Eduardo Encina, in a room that I did not know existed at One Buck Place. Our thanks to Nelson Luis for finding this place. We're looking at a stadium picture of Chris Hovan. <laughs> it's going back a while. They're playing the Vikings. Anyway. Um, the Bucks getting ready to play their first preseason game. That's at Pittsburgh on Friday, and already um, some some bad news. I mean, look, you know, you want everybody healthy for uh, the preseason, um, but this is two years in a row now. Vita Vea, as we sit here, is uh, not going to make the trip. He, you know, tweaked his knee. You know, when you see this on tape, Eduardo, it doesn't seem like a catastrophic injury. In other words, he kind of crumples down. He's in a one-on-one sort of pass rush drill with uh, with Alex Kappa. Um, but but when he rolls on his back, he does grab his knee, and he puts the pressure on his right leg when he gets up. And now they've had the MRI, um, and they're wavering somewhere between we need more tests, there's some swelling, there's some fluid, to, but we don't think it's that serious. It's weird. Yeah, and, you know, let's face it, Rick, like at this point with, uh, you know, it's it's amazing – how you can go from having a really healthy camp to all of a sudden counting kind of the walking wounded. And that's kind of what's happened over the last probably, you know, four or five days here in mm-hmm. Bucks camp. And, you know, with Vea, like you said, it wasn't necessarily, there's nothing about the play or the fall or anything itself um, outdoors that, that made you worry. The, the first thing that made you worry is seeing him grab his knee. And, uh, you know, obviously a big guy, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, He's dealt with leg injuries before. Last year, he missed roughly, what, eight weeks with, yeah. in the preseason and into the season with it. So I think that's more, when we look at this, is kind of the cause for concern is, uh, you know, no matter what, you know, if, if they're not too worried about it or not, that, you know, this is something that, you know, there's a history. And like I, I know last time it was a calf and it wasn't the knee. But uh, but still, you know, big guys, big nose tackle, interior linemen who – you know, put a lot of pressure on, on their, you know, lower halves, you know, you always kind of got to be concerned, not just with the injury itself, but, you know, what, what it's going to take, you know, to get him back to full force in an NFL game. Well, he's going to miss time. I mean, I think that's clear. And he's not obviously playing in this preseason game. So even if it were, in my experience, let's say it's a sprained knee and there's right. no ligament damage per se, 
you're usually, you know, when you have the time, you take the time, you're usually talking about a four-week injury. So he may not, uh, once again, play in a preseason game. This was his thing last year. He missed all four of those and, and didn't come back until, what, week four at Chicago. Right. And when you do that and you miss training camp, now you don't have that buildup, right, physically, the reps. I mean, he obviously had a, a good full week of practice, but it's a new defense. And I think the biggest thing is is how much they were counting on him this year, you know, from week one. Um, you know, Bruce Arians almost conceded, well, if he has to miss time, he misses time. Let's not kid ourselves. They let Gerald McCoy walk out of this building in no small part, not because of Indomitian Sioux signing a one-year contract, but because Vita Vey is their future defensive tackle. Right, and, and we saw the kind of player that, you know, I think, you know, when you look at, at, at Vea's season last year, you know, he start, once he got back, he started off pretty slow. You yeah. know I mean? He really wasn't the factor that they thought he would be. But when you really look at probably the last four four games or so of the year, he really kind of came on to kind of show the glimpses of, of the kind of player that, that they think he can be. Now, like you said, some of that has to do with the cycle of, you know, when you miss that much time early on. And, and, you know, preseason games are preseason games, but they're still valuable, valuable reps and valuable It's still snaps. a build-up, right? Yeah, and, I mean, you're still and, gaining. And, and he didn't get all that. So he was from, from Jump Street, as, as my good friend Joe Madden likes to say, you, you kind of he was kind of behind the eight ball and he just kind of had to build up. So, you know, that, that's obviously a concern, too. Like, no matter what, you know, if he's going to be ready for, you know, the, that season opener against San Fran or not, you know, it's the build-up that kind of, uh, you know, gets you to the point where, where you want to be over the course of the regular season. And if the pain exceeds the process, or whatever Joe Madden would say, yeah. uh, <laughs> um, in this case, you know, Vea being out, I, I think that um, I don't think they're in a good way defensively. We know that Levante David is going to miss time. He's not going to participate in the preseason. He had meniscus surgery. Um, it, it wasn't a major one in that they just shaved it down. I've heard, you know, he could be out doing some stuff in 10 days, but, you know, the hope is that he'll be back for the regular season opener. But they have two games in four days. They play in Carolina four days later. So, again, that's another concern. You don't have JPP. We know he's not going to be here in any case really before October. Um, So, look, they're going to have to find other ways to do it. But Avea is one of those guys, I'm sure, that they didn't want to see go down. And, you know, we talked to Sue today. He thinks he's going to be – that Avea is going to be a good player – doesn't know about his injury. You've seen the power in this guy. I mean, this, you know, year one to year two, as Sue told us, is where you make the biggest improvement. You know, you go through a whole season. You're coming from college. You don't know the pace of the NFL. Um, there's game plans. There's rehab. There's buildup. And then you play every week. But he got a taste of that, and now and now they don't have him. You know, who replaces him? I guess Bo Allen. Um, you know, uh, Nacho, you know, Roches uh, jumps in there. And then they signed um, Stevie uh, Tuikolavatu, who people will remember uh, was a seventh-round pick uh, in 2017. He's been on and off the roster. So they added a defensive tackle, which would tell me that another sign maybe. Now, it wasn't a veteran. It wasn't a guy that they're counting on maybe for the balance of the season. But, I mean, he took snaps today. But he took took snaps. snaps Yeah, I mean, he's a big big guy that can plug the middle a little bit. So a little more attention will go to Sue. And, you know, that's the thing, like – it's one thing to have Sue and and Veda next to each other. But when you remove one of those guys, obviously the line shifts and, and the attention is going to go on the other one. So without the two of them, it's not really the same thing. And, Rick, I think one thing is that, you know, a lot of it has been made of, you know, when, when Bruce Arians has talked a lot about, 
uh, isolate, you know, just talking about the offensive line. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously offense working against defense and just kind of how you know, they – he's talked a lot about guys getting exposed on the edges and how some of these guys on the edge have come off without much, you know, pressure. And a big part of it is because of the pressure that, that, that Vea and, and, and Sue Absolutely. together have caused up the, up the middle. So um, it, it's, it's interesting because, you know, I think that – one thing that was consistent until they went down was that the fact that those two guys really seemed, you know, to work so, well together in terms of of getting that pressure. So one without the other, who knows? Yeah, as as Arian said in this game, young guys will be exposed or they'll get exposure. Yeah. Um, in this case, it'll be somebody's opportunity to uh, you know to try to make an uh, an impression on them. There's a lot of guys that aren't going to this game. I'd be disappointed. A lot of draft picks. Um, Anthony Nelson's not going to travel. Scotty Miller, you know, which I know people were looking forward to. And that's a guy in a very crowded receiver room needs these games. Yeah. Because he needs to show if he can be a returner. Right. And that's something they're counting on. Mm-hmm. Uh, him being a – I mean, those guys, those last few receivers, they've got to show they can contribute on special teams. And he's kind of one of those guys, especially yeah. given what his talents are with his speed. And, you know, this isn't a bicep injury thing. We're talking a hamstring. You know, so this is your this is your bread and butter. So, yeah. um, you know, like you said, Miller – Jamil Dean, who's, you know, we know the team thinks very highly of, but has a very deep history of knee problems. Um, that's a hamstring too, though, right? Is yeah, that what they're yeah, I think that's us? a hamstring yeah. as well. Like you said, Anthony Nelson. Um, a lot of these, you know, mid, mid-level mid draft picks who they really, you know, do these these snaps and getting into games is just important, if not more important to them yeah. um, than anyone else. Because, like I said, you're, you're getting out there and you're seeing another defense, NFL, you know, Offense, defense, whatever, uh, for the first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talked to uh, you know to Bruce Arians just sort of about. It, look, it's clear that the starters aren't going to play very much. Mm-hmm. And that's the one thing he said. You know, I don't want them to play much. Now, sometimes that has to do with with how things go. If you make a couple first downs, you're satisfied and move the ball. If certainly if you score a field goal or a touchdown, you're probably not going to see much of the first team unit. I think what's what's interesting to me is that. Um, you wrote about Ronald Jones today, and I don't think there's a more important player that training camp matters to and the preseason matters to than Ronald Jones. Yes, he's done it out here. You know, he's gained weight. He looks fast again, and um, he's made some big plays in practice. It starts there. Um, but Ronald Jones needs to make some plays in games too, and I think just for his confidence and peace of mind, if nothing else. But what was interesting to me when I talked to Arians after practice is that he said, I'm only going to run Peyton Barber with the number one offensive line, but I sure would like to get Ronald Jones a couple carries behind them just to get him going. Ronald Jones may not have anywhere to run again, you know. If if right. the second, and let's face it, they're not very thin or very thick on the offensive line positions, particularly a tackle. And inside, they lost another guy who has played in Mike Litke, who went on injury reserve after you know shredding up his shoulder. He needed a season-ending shoulder surgery. So is Ronald Jones going to get the cleanest looks, you know, in the preseason that that he would probably want? Yeah, when when Arians has been talking about the uh, getting exposure, being exposed, primarily he's been talking about the you know that second and third yeah. offensive line. Yeah. So um, you know we well we've it's well documented about you know how uh, you know Ronald Jones's first year struggles really had a lot to do with him just getting hit behind the line and just not really having much to much much room to maneuver. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, and, and I would think that they're going to try to get him some time there because, 
you know, every in writing this story, just from talking to everyone, mm-hmm. the big thing is not here. The big thing here is not necessarily can Ronald Jones handle the NFL physically. Right. It's all about the mental aspect of it. And so, like we talked about, you know, guys like Vea, you know, naturally you're going to get more comfortable in that second year versus the first year. Yeah. You know, James Winston talked about it you know, the other day yep. when he was talking about Rojo. So, but in the other context of it, it is the building up of a player. And, and when you say that, you know, I, I talked to, you know, Todd McNair a few mm-hmm. weeks ago about Ro- Ronald Jones. And that's what, that's a big part of this. A big part of this process of, is, of, is getting him almost confidence wise to the point of that, that he knows that, that he can handle the load in the NFL, and a big part of that is some of the stuff he did in the offseason, putting on the weight. He worked out in, in Arizona, where you know he, he tried to uh, you know acclimate basically to what the weather would be here. In Hotter Tampa. temperatures, yeah, yeah. And, and then you know so, and all of that was to get a little bit more physical, put on a little bit more. I don't know, we, we like to call it armor, but also that that he would still have the speed. So we're going to get to see that to some degree mm-hmm. um, in Pittsburgh. But at the same time, you want you definitely want to see that with with the first group. It's interesting, McNair, of course, who played in the NFL, um, from what I've been told, and now he coaches all the running backs, right? They got a, they got a pretty deep room. Um, but let's face it, Jones is the key. They, they'd used a second-round pick on him, and he's made Jones almost sort of like his pet project yeah. in terms of how do I build up this guy's confidence and, and make him know that he can dominate in the NFL level like he did in college. Because let's face it, he was, he was a very uh, – a very good runner in college. And I still think that even though, you know, I, I hear Bruce Arian say how much he likes Peyton Barber. And Peyton Barber can do a lot of things, right? I mean, he caught 20 balls last year. He can run between the tackles. But Peyton Barber has a 3.7-yard career yeah. average. You know, there weren't many guys with 200-plus carries that didn't get over 1,000 yards. He finished 19th in the league with about 800 and something. So I was asked this question the other day uh, when I was doing a, a TV thing about – in the end of the year, who has the most touches? Now, Jones has improved as a, as a pass blocker and a route runner. Um, they're going to throw the ball a lot more to their running backs. We've seen him catch the ball out here okay. So I think he's gotten better doing that. But am I wrong to think that if Barber does what they th- – or I'm sorry, if, if uh, Jones does what they think he can do, I think they end up featuring Jones before the year is over. I mean, how do you not want to get him as many touches as you can because – he can take that little flat pass right. for 60 yards, or if he gets to the second level, unlike Barber, who you looked it up, he didn't right. have many runs over 20 yards. Yeah, the big difference between these two guys is obviously the explosiveness. And, mm-hmm. you know, Peyton you know, doesn't have that many, you know, uh, gains over you – know, too many over 15 yards. Yeah. Um, and, and Jones, you know, hasn't shown that yet, but he has the – we know he has the ability to. And, you know, we, we mentioned, like, who's, how they split the carries – I mean, you, you wrote this story a few days ago about how important the checkdown is going to be for mm-hmm. this team. And, you know, when you look at the best-case scenario, the upsides of those two running backs, clearly Ronald Jones has the greater one. So, um, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how they end up splitting the carries. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if at the end of the day, you know, Jones becomes more of the feature back as as um, more so than, than than Barber. One thing, just going back to some of the stuff you're talking about with with McNair and stuff, and I don't, I think this is by design. But I wrote about this, you know, it's on TampaBay.com. But you know, there's some players that they brought in, Bruce Arians brought in to kind of serve as as much as 
this coaching staff is all these guys who are kind of his guys, you know, guys like McNair, guys who he's coached with, who are, are kind of his his staff, you know. Mm-hmm. But there's also players out there that are in the same vein, you know. And, you know, Elling, Roger Ellington has really kind of become a, a mentor for Ronald Jones as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and talking to Ellington about Jones is like, you know, these two are really competing in a lot of ways for snaps. In every way, yeah. But um, but Ellington's really taken on a role. It's like, hey, I know that when when I was a young young buck, as it, as I think he said, is that you know I had guys like Adrian Peterson and Chris Johnson to look up to, and they looked out for me, even though I was kind of taking their job a little bit. Yeah. And that that he's trying to do the same thing with Ronald Jones because he sees that talent. You know, mm-hmm. um, I talked to Kevin Minter, who also played for Arians in in Arizona, and he talked about how. Uh, Devin White would basically ask him for advice as a LSU freshman about how do I get better? You know, he would always brag to him about how he was going to beat his, his, his lifting records at LSU. And, you know, he's kind of become, you know, we, we talk a lot about the, the you know, the, the magnetism that Devin White has. Mm-hmm. And he talks a lot about that. He's like, you, there's no way you don't want to help this kid. You know, mm-hmm. even though right now, you know, Kevin Minter is he right behind. Job, yeah. right, right, right behind. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss behind Devin White on the depth chart so mm-hmm. you know it, it's, it's interesting seeing this because we always talk about the competition and everything like that but you do need those kind of guys on a roster especially given some of the young guys who they're going to have to depend on developing this year to kind of you know help with assimilate to some of these roles and kind of a little bit more of the spotlight yeah, I mean, Ellington's an interesting guy because yeah. he didn't play at all last year. And yet, when you go back and you look at it, the back of his football card, as John Gruden would say, um, he wouldn't say it that way. You look at the back of this guy's football card, man. Um, he had some unbelievable years for Arizona. And at one point, I think he caught, what was it, 40, 50 passes almost? Yeah, tons of balls. Yeah. You know, they and split so, him out wide, which they've, they've done here. And-, and he could be their third. I mean, he could win the job as their quote-unquote third down back. Now, you got... You know, Dare Agumbawale is has shown some things to this coaching staff. Um, you know, Bruce Anderson, who's an undrafted um, free agent, you know, from Idaho State, is a guy that will probably play a lot in the preseason because they're going to go yeah. with the younger guys through the balance of these first two games. So it's a good it's good competition in there. But Ellington, you know, in addition to a mentor, he may find himself in a pretty big role. And for, he, he knows what to do. Yeah. You know, he knows how to do this. And, has and he's done it. it. And he's done it. Yeah. So – um, you know, we talk about the importance of the checkdowns. I mean, like I said, he 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 knows, he knows, and he's done it. So, I I mean, I would be shocked if he's not a part of kind of the framework here, mm-hmm. at least early on. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, I I just found it interesting that, that you know, the, the dynamic here. And like I said, I think it's all by design. You know, as much as Arians wants to have, you know, the coaches around him who have been his trusted guys, he also wants to have some guys on the field who are kind of that way too. You know, we can talk about you know mentor. I mean. Uh, you know, Dayon Buchanan's another right, example. Dayon Buchanan, he's, he's yeah. basically taking over for for David while at that inside backer position next to uh, you know Devin White. Yeah. This preseason, while while David gets back, so a lot of different guys who he knows, they know, they trust him. You know, I mean, I think Mentor said he was like, listen, like, you know, he know Bruce knows that 
uh, you know, pretty much every year we were a top five defense and uh, under him. And, and four out of five years, they were a top six defense in terms of, of defensive yardage allowed. So yeah. um, and we, at one point, we got them to an NFC championship game. So, um, you know, that, that, that goes a long way, I think, with, with a lot of those guys. I think it helps when you have young players, some that are starting, um, you know, like like the Mike linebacker, you know, right. Devin White. But you've got veterans behind them because if you have to turn to a rookie, it's a different deal. Yeah. I mean, even with Vita Vea, there's a Bo Allen, right? Um, you know, you do have some younger players that might have – ultimately may step up and play there. Um, but every coach that, that comes in will bring a few of his sure. guys to sort of teach the other guys, and they understand the offense and, and away they go. We had a chance to talk to Jameis Winston. Kurt Warner was out here as we do this podcast in the NFL Network, of course, they spoke to him and Mike Evans as well. You know, Arians is here in no small part for Winston, and even though he won't play much in this game, um, you know, he's had some great days at Pittsburgh. His first college game was there, and I think he went like 27 to 29 and like five touchdowns or something incredible like that. But for Winston, this is the first look in this offense, and whether it's this game, the next one, the third one, when they may play the most, I think it's important that Winston looks comfortable out there, you know, and doesn't doesn't make mistakes. And what I mean by that is, you know, in a new offense, sometimes you're not sure, you know, and, you know, does he take the check downs? Does he um, does he look like he's in command? Is he getting the ball out of his hands or is he running around and taking hits? I mean, this is going to be a referendum on Jameis Winston this year, and the noise is going to start pretty early. Now, I don't know if that if he'll be able to tune that out. He's a pretty compartmentalized guy, um, but I think it's important for Jameis to to show that this relationship, this this coaching staff, Byron Leftwich, Clyde Christensen, Bruce Arians, is the right one for him right now. Right, and, and we've heard leading up to this point from the coaching staff that it's all about putting those guys in the best situations for them to make plays, right? Mm-hmm. So that, that's what Leftwich said when we talked to him, I think, last week. And, and, and that's been kind of the, the mantra. So, mm-hmm. you know, now we turn the page to the actual games against the defense that you haven't seen, against in real life, on a real field, with fans in the stands, all this stuff. And yeah. not to make too much of it, but, yeah, it's super important. Oh, and about, they can hit the quarterback. Right, and you, and They've been and, running by right, him with the yellow right, right, orange shirt on right. all, all week. And, and you can you can put him on the ground. Yeah. So um, it, it's really important to see Jameis comfortable here. And, you know, it, it was interesting, I think, when Leftwich talked to us last week about how he was talking about how right now you want things to be difficult for him. So that, you know, yes. if he does make mistakes, that he learns from them. That's so he doesn't make mistakes come game time. And obviously this is the preseason. Yeah. You know, but Bruce said today, he's like, I still want to win. You know, it, it's still important. It's the number one thing. It, it's still important to win in the preseason. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that I, 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 if, if I'm a Bucks fan, I definitely want to see, you know, Jameis gain, like make you, no matter how much he plays, mm-hmm. which probably won't be very make much. Make you feel good about it. Make you feel good about this moving forward. It's during the, the, the process of, of install and, and all that in the OTAs, and then they get the training camp. And, yes, Todd Bowles threw everything at them. They were bringing guys from everywhere. There was, uh, you know, mental errors that they list on the board, and, and those have come down. I would say his last three or four practices have been the best I've seen in a long time, not just this year but in his career. So maybe the game is slowing down a bit for him. Um but you know, I there was a, I talked to 
I talked to a coach who I won't name, and I said, you know, I think I think I've not seen Jameis more in control. Like he just seems his emotions. Um, he's happier this year. Last year was an uneven year right. with the suspension and Fitzpatrick and all that. Um, but he said, yeah, I agree with you. And then he said, knock on wood. So even with the new, <laughs> even with right. the new coaching right. staff, there is a little bit of apprehension. Because early on, like he was throwing picks. He was making mistakes. And, yeah, you want to make mistakes now so you don't do it in the regular season. But you also want to make the good decisions. And that's what Leftwich was talking about. He says, with him, look, we know Jameis can make all the throws. Maybe not the deep balls as accurate as you want it to be. But with him, it's all decisions, right? right? Um, and to take the check downs and, and get comfortable um, managing the game and understanding that some of those 10- and 11-yard plays – Somebody make, breaks a tackle, and a guy like Rojo can go 60 and get you a touchdown. So right. that's sort of the thing, I think, that they'd like to see if he can, you know, read it out and then, boom, get the ball out to the flat, you know, and, and, and keep the chains moving right. and just show that he sort of had this, this mentality of, okay, I'm going to take what the defense gives me. Because let's face it, every quarterback does that, right? Tom Brady's – Played 20 years right. doing that. Now, he'll still gut you when he needs to make a big play down the field. But for the most part, the ball's out of his hands. He knows where he's going with it. And I'm not comparing the two because they're different quarterbacks in terms of how they throw and what their approach is. But that's the thing. Like, you'd like to see Winston sort of, you know, be decisive. Right. You know what I mean? And, and you know, Rick, we, we, we've seen a lot of practice over the past couple of weeks. You've seen a lot of plays, a lot of things. One thing I like to look at, and I think it's probably – some of the best, best, most insightful time that you can see during practice is mm-hmm. that two-minute drill at the end mm-hmm. and the red zone drills. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where I think, you know, you really kind of see that decision-making yeah. kind of come, come to the forward. And I tell you, when we talk about Jameis over the past, you know, three or four days, I just love the way he's done and he's handled the red zone and the two-minute. It's like... And that's where you can really see the the quick decision making, right? And 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 also too, like you know, this is practice, but at the same time, it's building everything. You know, like there was one red zone drill. Where I just saw him. You know, he realizes all these weapons he has. He goes to Cambray over the middle. He's mm-hmm. got OJ Howard in the seam. He's you know he can throw. He's he's under pressure. He can throw a ball in the back of the end zone to Chris Godwin and know Chris Godwin's going to keep two feet in bounds. You know, not to mention that you know he knows that anything he throws in the direction of Mike Evans. Mm-hmm. You know, he's going to come up with. So you know. I, I kind of, you know, and like I said, it's, it's all practice, but I, I kind of like to look at those things. And if you look at those things, if you value those things, I think that, you know, this is something good that we're seeing right now. And, you know, now it's up it's it's up to him and, you know, everyone around him to kind of build on that. Who's a guy, aside from the ones we talked about, that you say, man, I want to see what he does um, this weekend, you know? Like you'll be, you'll be keeping a particular eye on him. Maybe he's an interesting – I'll tell you who it is for me. Um, and he's going to start the game. Uh-huh. It's Mike Edwards. Yeah. Mike Edwards has been a star of this camp. Right. Almost from the time he walked in here. I mean, third round pick, you know, Justin Evans, no sign of him, still on PUP. Um, this coaching staff doesn't even know him. So you're looking at um, him and Jordan Whitehead, essentially, are your incumbent starters, right, at right. this point. Um, but but Mike Edwards has shown the ability to, you know, come downhill now, we can't tackle. They do do some live tackling, but we know he's more physical than people realize. But his ball skills are crazy. Like right. you mentioned the two-minute drill. We saw him pick off Jameis yeah. a couple times. One he took to the house. Another one, Jameis tried to you know flip it in there with no time outs left, and, and Edwards caught it. He's an exciting young player that if, if he holds up against 
the Steelers' number one offense or whoever's out there and make some plays, I I think he could be um, one of those guys that people look back years from now and say, wow, that was a really good draft. Yeah, you're right, you're right. I think that, you know, we've talked about Ronald Jones and and, and how much this is important to him. One guy who I'm really interested in seeing is is Vernon Hargraves. And I feel that, like... That's a good one. You know, he... We, we, you know, he got hurt so early on last year. When we talk about darlings of this camp, he might be one of them. Because, right. And when we talk about that young secondary and we talk about, uh, you know, who's going to have to really kind of be a leader of that group. He's the old man. He's, he's the old man at 25, I think, you know. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and he hasn't played a whole lot of NFL football either because he's been hurt a lot. Yeah. But, but he has shown, like just from talking to him and watching him out there, he's shown a, a good level of maturity beyond his, his age considering his actual game experience. And he's been making plays, you know, he's – you know, he's not afraid to 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 take on Mike Evans in the corner of the end zone or anything. Yeah. And you know, Mike you know, Evans singled him out today. Right, right. But did he? Yeah, he he uh, uh, yeah, he was. He said, you know, that that Vern has been challenging to him. Mm-hmm. He goes, you know, he he's so confident. He goes, one time he'll give me inside leverage. One time he'll give me outside leverage. Like he's mixing it up. And to your point, this is the style of defense he wants to play. Yeah. It's press coverage, man to man. And he does have to lead that unit because they're all young back there. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm interested in seeing him play. That's um, a good one. You know, obviously, you know, looking a little bit deeper, you know, Alex Kappa, you know, is a yeah. guy, another guy who we really haven't seen that much of on the on a football field against opposing, you know, players, and, and he's mm-hmm. basically being at this point, you know, given the the, the right guard spot. Um, so, you know, a, a couple of things are going to be really important here to see some of these guys start building a foundation and, and, and build on it. The other thing that will happen in this game, um, they're going to alternate kickers, Cairo Santos and Matt Gay. I've done this a while. Kicking is always a big story in this city. Um, and look, nothing that happens in training camp seems to matter because until they, they play the regular season game, everybody kind of goes nuts at that point. This Matt Gay guy is, <laughs> I'm telling you, he's, he's got unique power. Um, whether he can keep it between the yellow things, I don't know. Um, but Santos has had a really, really good preseason as well. I think both these guys end up in the NFL this year because yeah. I think the way they're playing, if they continue that through the preseason, somebody's going to want a kicker that's not performing that well, and they're going to get signed. Um, but but I'm, I'm interested to see sort of how gay, you know, it's preseason, but how he reacts to, you know, a different stadium, sure. playing outside, you know, if they, I don't know if there'll be a pressure kick, but you'd like to see that too if you get it at the end of a half or the end of a game. Yeah, you know, Ricky, I, the other day I was actually talking to Matt Gay, and he was talking about how excited he was to start this thing off. And excited in the sense of, you know, yeah, I mean, I think today he made a 65-yarder from the in the indoor. <laughs> but, like, you know, that really doesn't mean that much, no. you know. That, that he's excited about it, and he knows. And this is something that's actually refreshing to really hear from a kid who's 21, 22 years old is that, like, this starts a whole different process. You know, he's got to go into Heinz Field and measure everything. What are the conditions? What's the yeah. what's the field? Everything like stuff that he it's really all new. he really hasn't had to do. And he knows that it was actually really interesting hearing him say this. Is that he knows that that's a really important part of maintaining an NFL career as a kicker. And I don't know where he got that from, but it was a really mature thing to hear him say. Um, and at the same time, Kyra Santos has been through some of this. He's been through the competitions. A lot of it. All a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the whole knock on Cairo coming into the season was that he needs to be a little bit more consistent with some of these longer kicks. Right. And that's exactly what he's done in, so far in camp. Now, he's kept the pace. I yeah. mean, it, you know, he, he doesn't have as strong a leg, but I'll be honest with you, he's made some 50-yarders yeah. of his own. Yeah, absolutely. 
He's made a lot more than, than I like. I think they're right there. If you, if you look at what they've made, it's almost they're, identical. They're right, right there. Yeah, and and, um, and they've mo- both made the, the big kicks, and I, so you know that that's really been instilled in them of how important that is. Making those, you know, we saw how you know how that affected the team last year. You know, whether it was the extra points with Cannizzaro or you know some of these long kicks. You know how defeating that is, and how it affects a red zone offense. How it all kind of comes into play with everything else. But, yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. But like I said, I, I was really. Really, kind of, uh, it was really interesting to hear Matt Gay talk about how excited he is to kind of start this whole thing off, fully realizing that all those kicks you make in, in training camp, like all the talk about him hitting the wall of the building and like clearing the uprights, and everything like that, it really doesn't that matter that much because right now is when it really kind of all starts. It starts at Heinz Field for Matt Gay, for a lot of the rookies, for the Bucks, for Bruce Arians. This is his first game. Um, I remember the first preseason game, it, this could never go as well, when John Gruden took over. Um, this was a team that had gone a number of years without a kickoff return, and they finally got one. But when John took over, the first opening day preseason game, the Bucks win the coin toss, they elect to receive, and I can't remember the player, but he took it to the house <laughs> for a touchdown. And we all should have known... <laughs> Right then, that they were going to the Super Bowl. So I don't know if it go that well for Bruce Arians. But I'll tell you what, man, John Gruden was excited, man. So, um, but thanks to Eddie in the Yard, you can uh, read about Ronald Jones today in the Tampa Bay Times or go to tampabay.com. We'll have a preview of the five things to watch uh, in this preseason game. I'll be in Pittsburgh on Friday. So lots of coverage there. And then over the weekend, Bruce Arians will talk to us on Saturday. So thanks, buddy cop. We'll talk again. Should be a good one against the Steelers. I'm anxious to see just what the Bucks look like under Bruce Arians and defensive coordinator Todd Bowles. The Rays begin their series tonight against the Seattle Mariners as they try to rebound from their loss to the Blue Jays on Wednesday. So we'll have lots to talk about on Monday for you, wrapping up the weekend on Sports Day Tampa Bay. For Steve Verstick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great weekend, everybody. 